The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS, that's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm John Parker. As always, is my co-host, Steven Brown. It is San Diego Comic-Con time again. Happy Comic-Con. Yeah, we didn't go. Uh, no, we never go. But we're we get- went. We're getting to the point where going... It isn't important to get news anymore. Where it used to be, uh, like you'd wait the next day because yeah. everybody would have to go back to their hotel rooms and type get on Wi Fi and type something and post something. Uh, I have seen panels this year that are just live streamed where a guy's like, here's a panel. Yeah. And just shows it immediately. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's very, very worth going to San Diego. And, you know, we talk about it every year. It's so much bigger than C2E2 or even New York. I mean, it's the biggest con in the world. Yeah, right? and this I mean, is the 50th anniversary. That's crazy. Um, Mark Hamill was just on Conan. Conan O'Brien did all of his shows in San Diego this week. So he had a lot of guests. And uh, Mark Hamill was on and said, yeah, I remember I went there before I ever met George Lucas. And people were like, can you believe it? There's 5,000 people coming to San Diego this week. This summer. Yeah, not how many go. It's 135. You know? That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's gigantic. But there's been a lot of announcements coming out. And uh, if you follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash comics, we have been reposting as much as possible. There have been times where we have posted like within minutes of the last post. Yeah. Because this is the time when everything is announced. Yeah, we've been talking for a while that there's going to be a lot of big announcements there, there always is, um, and and I mean it, there are other. It's from everywhere. Well, there are other big events during the year that uh, announce geek projects, but they're all focused on different media. There's like the upfronts. We'll talk about what's coming out in the fall. You know, there um, toy fair. We'll talk about what the figures are that are coming out. There's. Um, E three, yeah, E two, E three, E three. I think E three. We'll talk about the video games, but all of this is happening now, and it seems like every one of those conventions, they're like, we'll talk about half at this convention, and we'll talk about the other half at at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. So every single media that's involved in superheroes or sci fi fantasy in some way is making a big announcement right now. So it's all we can do to stay on top of it. Yeah, key, and it's like we're doing this Saturday around or Sunday at noon. So Sunday, so we there's expect, still more convention coming. Literally when we sat down to uh record this, uh we were we looked at some of the things that we weren't sure. I was like, "Have you seen this trailer? Have you se- not seen this trailer?" Uh we were supposed to watch the It trailer. We didn't even get to it. Oh, yeah. And then we started recording. Um that and then while we were doing that like there was another announcement. It's like, oh, there's a Harley Quinn animated series coming out on the DC app. There's a trailer for that. We'll watch that right now. Yeah. So, uh, where do you want to begin? <laughs> what, what, well, what's the, the thing Quinn that hit trailer you? Trailer we just talked. Okay. So that's on the DC app. It's like an Adult Swim. Yeah, I, it was actually kind of really surprising because there's like a warning before the trailer. It's mm-hmm. like this is has adult content, and there's like dick jokes in it. There's like bad language. Uh, like people swearing and stuff, and it's the animation's a lot different. Yeah, the animation looks really good, actually. Yeah, it's actually kind of like nice that it, it it looks like they're trying to do something different, which is like different's not always good, but trying something different is typically always good, right? You know, and it, but it's different without being like let's go crazy out there and do right. something that's unrecognizable. Yeah, anything. it still feels like a solid animated series where. Every character they showed, I'm like, oh, I like that version of Joker. And it's the, basically the Margot Robbie version of Harley. Yeah. But I'm fine with like the Amanda Connor, the Amanda Jimmy Connor. Pom- yeah, Jimmy she's Pomiati. in like the, um, like the roller derby costume, it looks like, for the majority of it. Yeah, and she's got half blonde hair, half blue hair. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. I, I prefer 
the Bruce Tim, but honestly, they could. Do, it's like it's a onesie pajama. It's not going to work for her in every single right. And it's just like anything else uh, with any other character. It's like they do. They are going to change. They are going to put them in different um, costumes. It's like Batman: The Brave and the Bold is a completely different Batman than Batman from Justice League and yeah, Batman, or Batman from the animated, the animated series. series. Yeah. So it's like uh, here's just a different version of Harley Quinn um, with DC trying like more. Almost kind of like Rick and Morty style. Yeah, but it looks funny. It's got a huge voice cast. Yeah. It's got a, like a ton of really good people from J.B. Smoove to Diedrich Bader, to, uh, James Adomian. There's a lot of... It looks really good. And honestly, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I've been talking about dumping the DC app because I paid for a year. So I think I'll be up probably in October or so. But honestly, if this thing starts in November, I might be tempted to keep it for yeah. a month or two. Might as well try it out and see if it's any good. Yeah, and um, as much as we've been talking about the demise of the DC Universe app, they, that they're announcing this, which I'm sure they've been working on this since the beginning. They, they announced this as one of the first shows with Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol and Titans. So it's not like, it's not like they just started production on this. But they also renewed Doom Patrol, which, which yeah. I liked. But the fact that they renewed it means they're mm. thinking of doing it. But they're also going to put it on HBO Max. So I think they're hedging their bets of like, all right, we'll pay for another season. Right. But we're going to have to have another platform. Wait, what's HBO DC. Max? I think it is like one of their like that fifth or sixth channel up, like when you buy all the HBOs. Oh. So I don't know if it'll be on HBO Go. Probably not. It'll, they'll probably keep the streaming rights exclusive to DC. Mm. But the expectation is that Warner Brothers is going to come out with a DC app that's going to be like, here's all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, you Here's like all Warner the classic Brothers Looney app. Tunes and click on the DC tab. Um, so I think there's going to be a home for all this stuff, but I don't think DC is going to live forever. Yeah. Uh, streaming apps that probably are going to live forever would be Disney. What's it called? XD? Disney plus. Or yeah. Disney plus, which was a huge part of the announcement yeah, that came so, out with so all the, the, so the big announcement of all the movies, not a lot of surprises. It was basically, they confirmed most of the rumors. It was like, yeah, we're doing Shang-Chi. Yeah, we had heard Shang-Chi was, they were pushing, it's like, and they should be doing stuff like this, is, uh, there's a lot of complaint that there's not a lot of Asian representation in mainstream Hollywood movies, right. and Marvel's trying to get, like, ahead of the pack. And those movies have been doing well lately, like Crazy Rich Asians, right. and Netflix will always be my maybe. Uh, there's been, like, more and more of a market Right, so it's like, all right, finally get around to doing this, and they're doing Shang-Chi, which we knew was coming. Uh, so it's cool they're doing a Shang-Chi movie, but what's the surprise is that it's like, um, it's the Mandarin. Yeah, it's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and yeah. it's coming out February 2021, so they announced everything for the next two years. So things they didn't announce that we know they were making are things like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther, Black Panther 2. 2, and Kevin Feige did say, yeah, we're doing all those. And yeah, we're talking and working on Fantastic Four and X-Men, but there's no concrete announcements about it. Yeah, this. and I guess it kind of shows that there's uh, they're not going to interrupt their plans. Whatever they had planned coming up, they're not going to interrupt. There's only so much they can like steer the train. So I think a lot of it is like they got X-Men, they got the Fantastic Four. It's like, okay, when's the next earliest available slot after all this other stuff that's kind of like... Just think of like trying to get the wheels turning and try to make some of these movies. It's probably like a very laborious process. They're yeah. not going to halt production on Shang-Chi because it's X amount of far because the X-Men are more important characters right. or whatever. And when you, consider that, when you consider that Dark Phoenix and Fantastic Four were both bombs, I think Marvel's going to want to take their time mm. and decide how do we bring these back because audiences do know who these characters are and they don't care anymore. Right. And we've talked about this several times, but as much as we're invested in the MCU and all of the, those movies have been hits, there were people when Homecoming came out was like, oh, another Spider-Man movie? And I was explaining to people, oh, no, but Robert Downey Jr. is in this is Iron Man, so it's all going to be together. And I could see that. I'm like, nah, I don't care. Yeah, I wonder, uh, speaking of... But then Far From Home did great because the people that saw Homecoming were they like, get it now. oh, I like Spider-Man movies again. They're not, they don't care so much about this connected universe. Yeah, I think we're the ones, like our people, are the ones that are like, oh, look how it all connects and where's this going to go and how's this going to work? And it's like my dad's just like, all right, a new Spider-Man movie. But he, I actually just saw my dad yesterday and I talked to him because me and my brother uh, went to go see Far From Home 
uh, when it came out. And David doesn't care about comic books. He doesn't read comic books. He's not into comic books. He's been books. on the show many times. <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't care but he likes the MCU yeah. stuff. And I asked him after the movie, I'm like, you remember Mysterio, right? He's like, oh, yeah, I remember him from the cartoon. He's, I knew he was going to be full of shit. And then I talked to my dad yesterday. I'm like, you guys see Spider-Man? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what'd you think of Mysterio? I'm like, did you guys know he was going to be and, a bad And spoilers guy? from Far From Home. It's oh, still yeah. in theaters right now. So, But my dad was like, oh, yeah. He's like, I just thought that guy was like the next Iron Man. I thought they were building up a new character. So when the twist came, he's like, oh, yeah, they it nailed it. Like right. they, they actually pulled it off because guys like my parents who don't care about comic books and aren't, they don't know who Mysterio is. It's like the twist works really well. And those are the most of the people that are going to the theater and it's so easy to forget that that most of the people if marvel just said fantastic four there's a good percentage of this country uh, uh, globally that would go oh wasn't that movie bad right and they have no interest in it my my theory about the fantastic four at least will be that they're going to see them in something else black panther 2 is a very natural place to put them because there's a lot of signs black panther came from fantastic four so there's a a nice a nod backwards there that they could do what they did with Spider-Man. Say, okay, you know who this character is. You didn't like the last movie, so here's our new version. You don't have to pay to see him because you paid to see this other movie. Right. And we'll put him in there and you can tell us what you think about that. And the other thing too with Spider-Man specifically is like origins uh, are a bit exhausting to do. And I think a lot of, like we don't need to see uh, Spider-Man's origin. They don't even mention Uncle Ben. There's a very... In either movie. Subtle yeah. nod to Uncle Ben in both movies. In the first one, he says something to like his uh, terrible friend. He's like, hey, I, you know, I don't want to put Aunt May through this after everything. Right. And then in the on the briefcase in Far From Home, it has Uncle Ben's initials. And yeah. it's like, that's it. It's like, we don't really need um, more well, yeah, than that. Our, you know, we get it. Origins are slow. You have to wait an hour to see the guy be the superhero that you paid to come to see. Right. I mean, um, even when they're done well, like Batman Begins... I was watching the Nolan movies again, and I timed it the first time he put the, the suit on. It's like an hour. Right. You know? It's and, a long time. And it's, yeah, it's like the Sam Raimi movie. It's like an hour. Right. And, like, you have to introduce everything. Yes. Like, there's a lot of work to do. He has to confront that burglar after Uncle Ben dies. So, yeah, so origin movies, it's, I feel like origin movies make sense when, now, when people don't know who the character is. It's like Doctor Strange. Okay, we got to lay a lot of track to understand why this guy can do magic. Yeah. You know, Iron Man. Why, how did this guy get in this robot suit? Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. Why well, and that's the other thing is like they're all so formulaic. Iron Man is like the a prototype. Doctor Strange and Ant-Man are basically the same movie. You know, it's just like meet the guy. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> he meets right. the person that knows how to do the thing that he's going to do eventually. And then he meets the bad guy who's trying to do the thing that he's trying to do. And then I think that's why Captain Marvel was so different. We're like, how do we oh, introduce yeah. this new character without Whose origin is like that? a hot mess. And yeah. they're, you know, they're not going to do the original Captain okay, Marvel. Let's make it a period piece. Right. Let's, let's explain a Which bit. Which is why I think why it worked. And I, uh, Captain Marvel's like one of their highest grossing movies. I didn't realize that. And I was looking at like the, box office mojo or whatever where it talks about like how much money they'll make and captain marvel's like the fifth or sixth highest grossing movie marvel's made it's like crazy (laughs) yeah so we're definitely getting sequel yeah here's the list that they announced one of the interesting things is that they put all the disney plus movies in the announcement with the feature films which shows how much money and effort they are pouring into these the streaming shows because they never did this for Netflix. They didn't have a panel where they were like, hey, it's Age of Ultron and Daredevil on Netflix. Right. They did not talk about they're it. They're integrating it heavily now. Yeah. With they're not there's no mention on this timeline about, hey, this is the new season of Agents of Shield. Nothing. Right. And you know, uh they're not saying, hey, Cloak and Dagger is coming back on Hulu. Right. You know, uh, you know, run, uh, Runaways I think is not a Marvel Mar- Runaways is not Marvel Studios, right? Isn't that considered X-Men? Was that a Fox show? Runaways, I think, uh, is part of it. Is it? I, I think I it's always like, thought Runaways were mutants. Am I wrong? Um, half of them are, I think. Okay, so I always thought it was an X-Men property. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a power pack type connection to the X-Men, where it's like okay. tangentially in the X-Men. But Marvel Studios is producing that show. I believe so. That I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, I have watched Cloak and Dagger, which I liked the first season, but I didn't feel like coming back. I finally dropped Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But the list they gave, and I'm just gonna, re- I'm gonna read dates. Black Widow is a movie coming out May 1st, 2020. 
Then in the fall, Falcon and Winter Soldier is a series. Then the Eternals, which has everybody in it. Kumail Nanjiani's in the Eternals. Yeah. It's like everybody's in this movie. November 6, 2020. And this is obviously their attempt to do another Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Ben was asking me who the Eternals were. And all I could go, all I could say was like, Kirby. Yeah. Because I've read them all and they don't even stick in my head. Well, Tina was reading the announcements yesterday. She was on her phone and she's like, who are the Eternals? Or somebody, David, or somebody asked who the Eternals was. And then Lisa was like, they're like a space team, like Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like, okay. No, they're also like gods. Yeah, like, it's yes. like they're. It's kind of like Marvel's new gods, essentially. Yeah, well, I always thought that Eternals was um, Kirby's attempt to do the new gods again because it had failed at DC, right? Which is which is Kirby's attempt to do Thor again. So yeah. it's like the new gods are Thor was a success, but he had plans to stop doing all the planned mythology and create this sci-fi mythology right that really became his driving force in his later years and then he did that with new gods but new gods didn't sell that well uh, eventually the characters came back in one iteration or another but they're still c-list heroes and now tom king is writing the new gods movie yeah which is um it's surprising and you know we might still get it because it's still going on but it's like i'm surprised we didn't get any big dc movie announcements that was the only thing yeah one brothers isn't even there and oh, think, well, see, Marvel sat out last year, and I wonder yeah. if it's, they're just kind of trading off, you know? Maybe, and I think Warner Brothers is nursing their wounds, and they're trying to regroup. Because yeah. uh, Warner Brothers, I mean, we talk about this almost every single week, but I watched Shazam again, Shazam is really good. Yeah. And Aquaman was fun, and Wonder Woman was good, but they're still, they're slowly coming out of this long, dark tunnel. And we've got Joker coming up, but we don't... Have this oh, Wonder plan. Woman 84 is coming, too. Yeah, and and I think what it was was DC made this announcement, not at San Diego, but one of these big film studio conventions. They were like, we got 10 movies, and most of those movies are not even happening. Right. It was like Justice League 2, Flash. Man of Steel 3. The Yeah, The Flash has been passed around all over the place. And and honestly, I don't, understand, I don't see how you're going to get people to come see a Flash movie when you still have a Flash television show on. Yeah. If it's not connected... Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, it, this is not, it's not going to be the X-Files. It's not going to be like, hey, we're taking Grant Gustin and we're making a two-hour movie. Right. You know, even Teton Titans Go to the Movies was an extension of that show. I, I just don't understand how you're going to get fans that watch The Flash on the CW every week, which is still a hit. To watch and go, a, a different Flash. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I don't know how that movie's going to happen. But they kind of fell on, they kind of fell on their face announcing all these movies that they can't make. So I think they're... I think they're taking a back yeah. seat right now. Like I would have loved to have seen something from the new Batman movie. Uh, there ha they had a big Batman 80th anniversary panel and they show, they have like a museum exhibit with all the Batmobiles there and all the bat suits. And apparently the Gotham suit is one of the worst looking things you've ever seen close oh. up. It's so, so crappy looking that I don't understand why they didn't just take a dark Knight costume and throw it on a stunt man. Right. The guy didn't get a line. He didn't move. Right. Could have been anything. Yeah, but they have a big Batman panel, but no announcements. Um, Tom King and Scott Snyder did a panel for the comic, but they did not announce who's taking over Batman for Tom King. Yeah. They announced the uh, Warren Ellis, Brian Hitch 12-issue series. That's going to be interesting. There was a rumor that that was going to be the Batman title, so they could stall for time, and they announced that as a limited series. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I didn't quite read the premise of it because you're the second person I've talked to who was like, oh, I got really excited when I saw Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch. Then I heard what it was about. What is it? Oh, about? I don't have no idea what it's about. Okay. I'm, all I'm saying is I like Warren Ellis as a writer. Mm -hmm. uh, I like Brian Hitch when he's like on. It's been a minute since Brian Hitch didn't seem like he was like phoning it in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I think for this because it's a high profile I think it's limited Batman. series. But he did Justice League, and it was. He, but that was, was a monthly, and, and yeah. that's one of those where the first issue looks great, and then each issue looks a little worse. more rushed. Right. I think something that's problem. Maybe that's why this is a limited series and not the monthly so Batman they title. Can take their time. I mean, Hush looked beautiful because they gave Jim Lee seven months before that first. And book it, came out. still, oh no, it did ship on time, didn't it? No, it shipped on time, yeah. yeah. And it looked great he was to the very end. very proud of that. It did, yeah. It I mean, didn't like he. It didn't look like All Star Batman. <laughs> no, it didn't look like his Fantastic Four. Yeah, very different. Fantastic Four, first issue's gorgeous, second issue's okay, third issue's no backgrounds, yeah. fourth issue, Brett Boot is drawing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of Marvel announcements, and everybody's excited, but there wasn't any, like, 
there wasn't anything like, oh my God, yeah, Doctor Strange is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Well, so there, multiverse is absolutely. There were a couple a surprises. I think it was, there were surprises in the things that we already knew were coming. Like you said, we knew Doctor Strange was coming. What we didn't know is that Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange. Right. And it's going to follow from WandaVision. Which is um, I don't need I didn't even finish this list. I right, we're so, very bad we at staying focused. Yes, I'm going to start from the beginning. This is how it's going to go: Black Widow, May May first, 2020 movie; Falcon Winter Soldier, Fall 2020 show; Eternals, November 6, 2020. That's where we fell off. Movie, then Shang Chi in February 2021. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, February. That's the Black Panther spot. But then right after that is WandaVision Spring 2021, which is going to be about like Wanda trying to bring Vision back. Yeah. And I think it's probably going to be about like learning to use her powers. Because then in the, also in the spring, we have Loki. as a show. Tom Hiddleston's show, which they have uh, confirmed takes place after Endgame. So Loki. So it's the Loki that disappeared with the Tesseract. It's a Loki that you thought died in Infinity War, didn't die. Or it's the Loki that escaped with the Tesseract. Uh, that's true. It, it could, could be yeah. either one. Yeah. Because I think I'm pretty but sure the not Loki. A fla- at it's the not end a of flashback. It. There were a lot of rumors of like this is Tales of Asgard. Right. And it's going to be like him young on Loki. A- young Loki on Asgard. It's going to still going to be Tom Hiddleston. That's a show. The Loki thing. The Loki thing is a show on Disney yeah. Plus, and I would not be surprised if Chris Hemsworth shows up. Yeah. Um. For like an a cameo. A cameo. Yeah. You know they got Samuel Jackson on Agents of Shield. They can yeah. make these things happen. Then. It is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is May 7th, 2021, and Scarlet Witch is in that, so which so I'm assuming that is going to be Doctor Strange teaching Scarlet Witch how to do magic. Right. Because that's a big part of that character. Then the What If animated series, which everybody is in, basically everybody voice. except Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. is right. doing The Voice. Yeah, it's interesting. In summer 2021, that is a Disney Plus show. Then... I feel like this, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up right away. Oh, this is my favorite thing. Disney Plus is doing the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Oh, no, that's not my favorite thing. I'm sorry. Fall 2021, Jeremy Renner with Kate Bishop. They're doing the Matt Fraction series, which is one of your favorite series. Yeah. And you can't do that as a movie. Right. It should be a series. It's like, it's cool that they're doing it, but it's like, uh, I just really could care less about Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. It's just like, he's not great. That could have been anybody. It's interesting. I'm definitely watching everything they're doing. It's just like, I'm not as excited about that as I am about Thor 4. I can see that. And Thor 4 is the last thing. The Jeremy Renner is going to be interesting because they've set him up so much as a family man. The right. Fra- Fraction series is like he's this divorced loser in an apartment. So That's how are they going to rectify those two? Yeah, it's. Ideas? I think it's going to be very loosely based on that. I think it's like it's as much based on it as like Kate Bishop is the new Hawkeye. That's it. It's like, here's a sidekick form, and that's essentially what it's going to be. Yeah, so then the last thing they announced... Oh, it's not even the last thing. But November 5th, 2021 is Thor Love and Thunder, which was announced right before the show in the middle of the week. Taika Waititi is writing and directing. Yeah. Um, Well, he was going to work on Akira. That has been shelved. Uh, Yeah, I think they pushed Akira back for this. He was doing Akira for Warner Brothers. They've just put that on hiatus. And I think maybe after Thor, he might come back to it. But that is no longer in production. Yeah. Um, Which is the opposite of James Gunn. The reason Guardians of the Galaxy is not on this timeline... Is because he's doing Suicide Squad reboot. Right. So we're not going to get to Guardians of the Galaxy probably for... uh, 2022-2023, which is also when we'll do Black Panther and Captain Marvel, which is why they're not on this list. Um, yeah, so Thor, the surprise is, um, they got Natalie Portman to come back. Yeah, and Natalie the rumors Port- are that she'll be a female Thor. Yeah, and I don't know about that. I feel like, uh, as much as I liked that run, Marvel, at this point, has proven that they don't adapt shit anymore. So, I, I mean, everybody's like, oh, they got... Jane Forster's gonna be Thor and they're gonna do that Jason Aaron story. I'm like, they don't do anybody's stories anymore. No, I know, but they, and they, they like do, to though. fuck with you. R- totally. And I get all that, but it's like she's at the convention, she's holding the hammer. That could all just be red herring stuff, but like Captain America gave his shield the Falcon. Do you know what I mean? It's like their yeah, passing of the torch is part of the comics. It's possible because Chris Hemsworth is beyond his contract, so this could be his last thing. But I really took that as it was such a big deal that Natalie Portman wasn't going to come back, and then uh, her appearance in Endgame is so slight, and it's a lot of old footage. 
um, that she's not. It's not a major return. Nobody thought she was coming back. Everybody thought she was Hugo Weaving, who didn't come back to the point where they got a guy from The Walking Dead to be Hugo Weaving. Yeah. In, well, he's like War. famously hated working in the movies. And yeah. I know Jane Fo- or Natalie Portman wasn't a big fan, but it's a little bit different when it's like, hey, come back and we'll make you Thor. It's like, I but think that she really cares if they're going to make her Thor. I think, or do you think yeah. she cares if she has a big, I don't think she cares if about she has a big part in this movie. I mean, she's already been queen Amidala, but that's what I'm saying is I think it's like, uh, I don't think she cares about Thor, the comics or anything like that, but I think it's like, Hey, come back. We'll make you a huge superhero and you'll get a way bigger paycheck and you might be doing your own movie. See, I think it's, Hey, after. come back. This part's going to be really cool. We're going to do more with Jane Foster than we did in the two movies you made. Yeah. And you're going to have a really interesting story. And by the way, and I think the legend of Thor Ragnarok, I feel like grows every month. Like when it came out, we were like, that was really interesting. And now people talk about it with more reverence. Every time I hear people talk about it of how amazing this movie is and it it is one of those movies that gets better every time you watch it yeah I that mean, i think i th- think natalie portman saw ragnarok and w- was like oh, this oh is I, totally I wish different. i did that instead of dark world yeah so i don't know that she cares about being an icon she already is i think she i think she cares about doing interesting work and getting a good paycheck and i that's what i think gives it to her she might be thor she might not but. yeah either way it's like i'm on board for whatever that weirdo wants to do yeah <laughs> taiko atiti can it's give him a blank check let him just make the craziest crazy thor movie and he's still gonna he be can. he's still gonna be ig88 in the star wars series yeah and pr- presumably korg is gonna come back for this oh yeah well korg came back in endgame why wouldn't he come back right so those were the those were the big announcements oh and then blade yeah um, Meishir Ali, I think I'm saying that right. Meishir Ali is confirmed to be Blade, but they're not saying what it is. They're not saying if it's a movie, if it's oh, a Disney Plus series. Yeah. Blade has already been both. Oh, they, yeah, that's right. They had that show. Yeah, they had, uh, which I think David Goyer did. It was, they did a, uh, they did the trilogy with Wesley Snipes. And, um, oh, and nice aside, Wesley Snipes came back as Blade in What We Do in the Shadows, which Taika Waititi directed. He's Blade in that? Yeah. Well, ba- ba- there's an episode, um, and I oh, recommended this. Oh, I have the show. I see oh, God, the show is amazing. Yeah. But there's an episode where they go on trial in front of the Council of Vampires, and Taika Waititi found every A-list person that wanted to work with him that has already played a vampire. Yeah. So there's Kate Blanchett, Evan Rachel Wood, Paul Rubens, Danny Trejo, um, the three characters from what we do in the shadows. So Jermaine Taika and the other New Zealand guy mm-hmm. uh, are all in it. And then Wesley Snipes is on uh, Skype as blade. Yeah. But they call them all by their actor names. Oh, they're like, Wesley is here. Yeah. And then there's a great joke where uh, Danny Trejo goes, he's only half a vampire. Yeah. And they're like, yes, but he's still like the council. Danny Trejo goes, then I'm going to only going to listen to half his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest single episodes I've seen of anything this year. In fact, this week, because of Comic-Con, there's a shitload of shows uh, that are on sale. And what we do in the shadows, the entire series is 10 bucks on iTunes. Yeah. So if you don't have the FX app, if you haven't seen it, it is absolutely worth your 10 bucks. It's 10 episodes. You're paying 99 cents an episode. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. It's absolutely worth keeping. But uh, we, we bought it and that was the first episode I watched. And Taika, Jermaine wrote it. Taika directed that one. Yeah. All of the episodes were great. So, yeah, Marvel's in good shape. As we said, DC's been playing kind of cagey. No major... DC announcements, like we said, we don't even know who's who's writing Batman now, or draw, or drawing it. Yeah, um, we know that they're working on these movies, but there hasn't been like other than the DC universe where we saw the Harley trailer is probably the biggest thing that DC showed. Yeah, which is like crazy because that would be like one of the lower things they would show. Yeah, had they announced half this other stuff they're allegedly working on. Right. So I think I think they don't have anything ready, and they're kind of covering their tracks. Marvel on the comic side has put all of their weight behind Jonathan Hickman on X-Men. Yeah, it's so kind of surprising how much they're pushing it. And it's like... Um, it was the major part of their next big thing, which is always the big Marvel panel, yeah. and it had its own panel. Right, and I guess it's like, it's actually kind of worrisome, you know? Because it's like, uh, you seem... V- it's just like anytime they're pushing something this hard, you're just kind of like, does this, is it like you're trying to build up like hype for this? Cause it's not, you don't think it's going to do really well. Or you think it, it's like you, that we, 
uh, they're so unreliable in terms of their own like marketing and stuff that it's just kind of like, are you guys full of shit? You know, it's like, yeah. Well, it's what I think it is seriously. is that X Men has been bad for a long time, and X Men yeah. has rebooted itself every year, and it hasn't worked. Right. Like two years ago, they did Blue and Gold, and it didn't work. And then they did this whole, uh, was it not disassembled, but this whole. Bendis did a whole run. They did a whole crossover to pull everybody back together. And then they put Cyclops in the 90s costume. It's been a mess since Bendis. It was a little boring before Bendis. I haven't, I have not enjoyed X-Men since Joss Whedon. And that is more than a decade ago. Yeah. I mean, that was the last time I read X-Men monthly and was enjoying it. I've heard good things about like Fractions run, but it's like, um, and Brubaker. But it's like, it's such a mess with crossovers and yeah, reboots. I've, I've always like, meant to read Fraction. I heard Brubaker was better than Fraction. And I love Fraction when he's on the right character. Yeah. Um, he's really good at Down to Earth. I mean, his Hawkeye run, which we mentioned, was Eisner worthy, wonderful. His Iron Man run is my favorite. Right. Thor run wasn't it's great. Terrible. Fantastic run. Four wasn't Sucky. great. Yeah, so I never read his X-Men. Yeah. It's hard to say where X-Men would lie because it's a mix of the... And you Fantastic know what? We're in the down to earth. We're also ten years later, and people aren't really talking about it a lot, right? And I think that's the big thing is uh, I haven't gone back to like read it because I've read some of it here and there, but I I haven't gone back to reread it or try to read what I haven't read because it's not one of those things people talk about. You don't really hear everyone yeah. being like, "Oh yeah, fractions X Men run." It's like it's probably just okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where when Comicsology has done a sale and I'm like, "Oh, the whole fraction run is five bucks." Oh, but also the Dark Phoenix saga is five bucks. How about that? Right. Like the Jim Lee issues. I was like, "Ah, that's that's a safe bet." So yeah, I I can't. It's been a long time since X-Men was good, and X-Men is still a flagship property for them. And now that they're back in-house, there are so many figures coming out, um, which we'll get to, because honestly, I could spend all the whole hour just talking about Marvel Legends. Um, Marvel is putting a lot more emphasis on X-Men than they have when the Fox deal was going on. I wonder if that's actually kind of like... They took a property like Avengers, which was like a B or C list property that no one was really caring about. And now it's such like a financial juggernaut form with the movies mm-hmm. and the, you know, the comics are so popular. And, well, I mean, one of the better selling books now. Um, and I wonder if they're kind of just like, what if we what if we did figure X-Men out? You know what I mean? Get the movies right. back on track, you know, get these comics back. And on that's track. the long term plan. That's why Kevin Feige didn't announce something right now, right. because I think. X-Men has a better track record in the movies that Fantastic Four did. None of those Fantastic Four movies are great. None of them were monster hits. The first one surprised them by how much money it made. But people don't talk about those movies with reverence. Yeah. So they got to figure out how to do that right. But with X-Men, Fox's track record was 50-50. I mean, uh, you know, half of those movies are great. Half of those movies are terrible. And there's like 14 of them. Yeah. So, but people know... People know about the X-Men movies. People know about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And people genuinely like them. People are like, oh, yeah, I've seen some X-Men movies, and they're good. So I think they're really taking their time. I think Marvel's doing a long-term plan to get the X-Men back on top the way they did with Avengers. Yeah. So the, But I think they don't have a plan. So the plan is, hey, get that really good writer who did such a good job with Fantastic Four and then such a good job with Avengers. And then we gave him the event book and it went and it went well. And then he left. He left Marvel after Secret Wars. Yeah. And they got him back to do X-Men. And he always comes in with um, like, I have a multi-year plan. Yeah. I, I'm going to do 40 issues and leave. They said when he did the, they used to do, they probably still do them, but he's probably not there anymore, is they do these, like, summits every year where Marvel kind of gets everyone together in a room yeah. and discusses the what they want to do and who wants to work on what. And they said when Hickman showed up uh, and they said, you know, we want to, you know, what do you want to do? Uh, for I think Fantastic Four, he showed up with like 17 notebooks and he's just like, okay, here's the next five years of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And they said he had everything. He had all the way through Avengers, Secret Wars. They, he said they had everything figured out. He's amazing. He's like he's like this savant of fan fiction because yeah. his universe is his universe. Right, where very much so. There's a lot more of a connective tissue between his Fantastic Four and his Avengers and than, his Secret than Wars. Like his fan- 
than his Fantastic Four and Amazing Spider-Man, even when he had Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four. Right. Those two books were more separate than when he took a completely different title. He's creating a narrative that's just his. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so interesting that he's done he's done Shield with Secret Avengers, then Fantastic Four, then Avengers, now X-Men. Those are the major properties. If he does Spider-Man, he'll have kind of touched the entire Marvel Universe. Yeah. So, I think it's like, let's hand the keys to this guy who can sustain a long multi-year run. Unlike somebody like Abendis, who goes like, great opening story. Where is this going? He is out of gas. And and Bendis is over at DC, where he may or may not be taking over Batman. I think um, the only thing I'd be worried about with Hickman is if he's... If he did come in with a plan and he's got a direction, he knows what he's doing, like, okay, we should be in good hands. I think it's if they just turn to him and they're like, dude, you got to figure this out for us. And he's like, all right, let's try this. It's like if he has the 17 notebooks for X-Men, I think he does, yeah. If he doesn't, I think that's something to be worried about. Well, remember, uh, Secret Wars was in 2015, so he's been gone for three or four years. He could have filled a lot of notebooks with a lot of X-Men. That's true. He's had time to think about it. And and from what I heard, all of the creative teams that were on X-Men now, they all said, they were like, yeah, I was put on this book a year ago, and they said, you have one year because Hickman is coming. Oh, they knew. They all had closed-ended runs. They're not being fired for Hickman. Gotcha. Like They were filling Hickman's time for Hickman. has been working on this for a while. Okay. What's, well, that's good to know. Yeah, what makes me a little fearful, the first issues are coming out this week. haven't read them yet, uh, but the House of X and the Powers of X are two 12-issue limited series that are going to run weekly for the next quarter, so they'll be done in the fall. Now... They are going to be replaced by six new X-Men books. They've only, they announced six books. They didn't talk about anything else that already exists. So I think, I think those are gone. There's no uncanny X-Men in this list. Mm -hmm. So there might not be one. There's no Wolverine. There's no Cable. There's no Gambit. Like there's no solo series in here. So either that means that those are running alongside unaffected or that means that they're they don't exist now but this is the they announced six titles hickman's writing two of them and everybody thought it was going to be x-men and uncanny x-men it's not it's x-men and new mutants mm-hmm. and he's bringing back all of the original new mutants there was an x-force title that is not x-force it's like a a different team the other thing that bugs me is the team is split up all over the place yeah uh so hit the team in x-men just judging from the first cover is cyclops wolverine marvel girl rachel gray cable corsair and a guy way in the back in a new costume that kind of looks like magneto so it's the whole summer's family and wolverine is popular yeah and then everybody else is kind of split up in into the other books there's a marauders book there is an Excalibur book. There's a Fallen Angels book, which is a title that they haven't used since the 80s. But uh, Rogue Excalibur has Jubilee and Rogue and Gambit and Apocalypse. And uh, X-Force has Marvel Girl and Domino and Colossus and Wolverine again. Uh, and these are all different teams. There's a lot of, there's a lot of talent that... I don't know. There are names like Benjamin Percy, Brian Edward Hill, Teeny Howard. Jerry Dugan has done some stuff, but they're not names that are giving me a ton of confidence of like, oh, I can't wait. Right, wait for this. Yeah, and so I'm wondering, is, is this like a Grant Morrison thing or a Joss Whedon thing where he's doing that title and everybody else is kind of scrambling to match that? Yeah. Like if you read, if you were reading New X-Men, and then you picked up an issue of Uncanny that Chuck Austin was doing. That book was a mess. Yeah. Where it was like, uh, and our guys are in black suits too. You know, they never knew what to do. And honestly, the same thing with Grant when he was on Batman. Before the new 52. Right. When he was doing Batman, uh, Deanie was doing Detective. So he was just like, I'm still doing Batman the Animated Series. But then when it became like Batman and Robin, when it was Dick Grayson and Damien, everybody was like, um, yeah, I got Dick Grayson and Damien too. Yeah. Even Dini was like, uh, in Streets of Gotham. So it could be one of those where the A-lister is just like, I'm doing my thing and figure out the rest behind me. Right. Or it could be this whole lockstep where 
everyone's kind of on the same page. Yeah, well, Jonathan Hickman's like, this is the flagship book, and you guys are all... And editorial is saying, all right, we all follow that lead. I'm not interested in reading six X-Men books right now. Yeah, I think I'll, it's like, uh, I'll try out what, what looks interesting, and, you know, I'll do what I do with the rest of the X-Men one. I'll ignore them. You know, it's like, the Hickman stuff, for sure, I'll be reading at least to see where it's going. Um, but, like, I've never really cared for anything Jerry Dugan's written, so it's like... yeah. You know, it's just hard to care. And it's like, it's the thing we were saying earlier. It's like, well, it's good if it's different. Different's not always bad. It's like, this might be a bit too different. Like a lot of the stuff I've seen, the artwork and the covers, it's like, it's very unrecognizable. All new costumes. All new costumes. So it's like, okay, like, let's see it. Let's take it down to the end of the runway and see what this looks like. Right. But I but, mean, I it mean, could my, explode. Ex- my expectation was after these two miniseries, Hickman was going to do Uncanny and X-Men and everybody was going to be in those and he was yeah. going to do whatever he wanted. And then the side titles were going to be like X-Factor and Excalibur and they weren't crossover. It seems like these are cross-pollinated across a lot of books. Yeah. And... Like we're going to get a lot of weird shit. X-Men is like Star Wars to me, personally, where there was a t- when I was a kid, I loved it. And when they do something new with the property, I'm always there because I used to love it. But I don't love it the way I used to. So if you push me to buy too much stuff or if it's not that good, I'm out. Yeah. You know, you can get me to buy Batman and Spider-Man every month for the rest of my goddamn life. I was actually just looking into subscribing again, which I haven't done since 1987. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know if I can get to the comic store, but I have 50 years of Batman and Amazing Spider-Man. Maybe I should just get a mail to my house like it's 1987. Right. Uh, I'm always going to buy those books. X-Men is not a guaranteed sale for me unless it's great. And when it's great, I'm so happy to read it. I'm rereading Joss Whedon's X-Men. I love it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to reread Grant Morrison. Chris Claremont, that whole era is wonderful. Um, Even when it goes up and down like it does. Yeah, there's a lot of good X-Men stuff to read that's worth uh, revisiting or going back and reading or at least checking out if you've never read it. But it's like, you can definitely skip around a lot. You know, there's like, there's definitely touchstones to like get in, get out, get in, get out. And it's, um, it's just been like a decade before since i was looking forward to reading an x-men book every time I, every reboot of the x-men yeah. x-men gold all new x-men all this crap that they i tried. came back for blue and gold and i was very disappointed yeah i tried both books i and came back for all new x-men when and uncanny when bendis yeah did those and, and i read it for 12 issues and then i was just like well if the writer doesn't know what the fuck he's doing how am i yeah. supposed to know i went back and read all those runs digitally and i'm like yeah they this didn't good. go anywhere and they put like Stuart Amonin on it like they yeah, had a, all the right pieces were there Bacalo did a lot of Bendis' stuff. Yeah, they just didn't have, um, there wasn't a, a good idea. Yeah, you know? so I think we've been burned so many times that uh, I don't know that I trust anybody as much as I trust Hickman. The only, I'm trying, the only other person writing this that I would be interested in would be Dan Slott because he's never written it. Yeah. And uh, his Fantastic Four is good. His Iron Man is interesting. I don't know that I'm staying with either of those titles. Yeah. Because I got... Um, well, you've been saying that for a couple months now. I know, but I'm hitting I'm hitting a budget moment where yeah. it's like maybe I pull back, um, but I and maybe I trade weight those. Yeah, because I'm enjoying reading them, but I don't need to be there and buy the floppy and put it in a long box every month. Right. But I can't think of anybody besides Jonathan Hickman that would make me interested. And Jonathan Hickman is so good at a broad universe of big earth changing things and handling all that, that X-Men is a good place for him to be. Right. I can't think of any other book I'd want him on. As I said, he's never touched Spider-Man. I don't know that I want him on Spider-Man. Yeah, he doesn't. It's like Spider-Man, his stuff's usually too epic. And it's yeah, like, I kind of like Spider-Man in New York. And he had Spider-Man in Fantastic Four. Right. Already. And that was good. But it's just like, uh, it's it was like, a Fantastic I, Four book. Do I want Jonathan Hickman to write Batman? Not really. Yeah. Superman might be nice. So moving from X-Men comics, uh, I just want to spend the rest of the <laughs> show talking about figures because, ah, the figures. Yeah. Um, Marvel Legends had a lot. Star Wars didn't show much. Star Wars showed that um, they had a fan poll and Dagobah Luke won. So they're going to do a six-inch Luke in the tank top. Mm-hmm. which is good because the Empire Luke has been out of print for a long time. I don't have one. I I don't want to pay what he's going for on eBay. So I'm like, all right, here's mostly him with no shirt. Yeah. Um, 
that's all they really showed. And they said at the beginning of the panel, look, most of our stuff is Rise of Skywalker. We're not showing you any of that. Yeah. That's, until know. a trailer comes out, that's we're not going to see yeah, that. Yeah, that first trailer looks great. It's and I'm teaser, sure though. right when the movie comes out, we'll see 20 figures and I'll cherry pick them. There'll be a lot of, who's that guy? Yeah, but Marvel Legends uh, went apeshit yet again. Toy Fair, it's... Toy Fair was so big that it got to the point where I'm not even thinking about money anymore. I was talking last week about they tell me it's ten dollars, I say okay. They tell me it's a hundred dollars, I say okay. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, which is not a good thing for me. No, but it's I, not good. But I don't care. Uh, it's getting to the point where with Marvel Legends, I'm like, where do I put these things? And I have a room. There's yeah. a room in the basement with like those Target drawers, and I'm, I got to buy more drawers. Because yeah. there's so much coming out, and they're not slowing down at all. Yeah, it used to be like, hey, all the Avengers fit in one drawer. Now it's like Cap's got his own drawer. Iron Man's got his own drawer. Thor's got his own drawer. It's like all the X-Men used to fit in one drawer, and it's like now they're separated by good guys and bad guys. Then they're going to have to be separated by X-Factor, X-Force. I got a, a Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, they're they're separating. I have four drawers that are Spider-Man. Yeah. I have a, I have a Spider-Man drawer that is goblins and symbiotes. Yeah. Because there's that many. And they're gorgeous and they're so well done and they don't break like they used to the they're the best they've ever been you know we're living in a golden age of figures so when i see this stuff i'm like yeah i like all of it i want to get all of it i was actually kind of surprised because we had last this like past year's worth of marvel legend figures were so x-men heavy so I was like, oh, well, we're not going to see a lot of X-Men then. And we're then getting a lot like, of X-Men. A lot of X-Men still. It's like, here's Havoc and Polaris. And yep, Cyclops. Havoc and Polaris in Joe Quesada 90s costumes. Yeah, like the 90s X-Factor uniforms. Here's yeah. a three-pack of Cyclops, Gene, and Wolverine. Which I think is the most exciting thing they showed, which is crazy because I have Cy- All three of those figures. I have all three of those, and I want this because Jean Grey, uh, the one I have is like seven years old, and she's worth like 80 bucks now because people didn't buy those... Uh, People didn't buy Marvel Legends that heavy back then, and they just about finished the Jim Lee X-Men team yeah. this year. Right. I think pretty much they made everybody within two years. Yeah. All 16 of them, uh, including a Professor X that was 40 bucks for his wheelchair. Yeah. Which I said okay to. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Jean Grey is an all-new sculpt, which looks better, and she has a switchable head that has the ponytail, which they've never done because that's the Fox animated series. Right. Uh, Cyclops comes in a leather jacket, which, which is awesome, which I know is your thing. And yeah. two, two Scott Summers heads with different kinds of glasses. Yeah. And the Wolverine has a Logan head and a battle damage head, which looks like comes from the 12 inch figure. And he has a switchable bone and adamantium claws. Yeah. It's the little details like that. I'm like, yes, that's $60. Right. Take it. Yeah, absolutely. There's a strong guy build a figure coming out. Yeah. You couldn't sell Strong Guy for $5 in the 90s. Yeah. You would go to Toys R Us, which, by the way, is also coming back. It's coming back in a small mall form, but it's coming back this year. Um, But Strong Guy was always a peg warmer. It was like uh, everybody had Strong Guy because you'd go to the store and there'd be nothing but Strong Guys. Right. Now he's a -a Build-A-Figure. Yeah, and he looks incredible. He looks gigantic. Uh, he look, they're, they're doing a new Doctor Doom with, like, switchable helmets. Yeah, we've like, kind of been waiting for a Doom for a while. I didn't see any pictures of the switchable helmets. They didn't show that. I think they showed it at... Uh, I saw one... One has, all like, all Jack Kirby rivets, and then one is, like, the Jim Lee, kind of, like, the musculature. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's more than that. Uh, yeah, we're getting... We're finally getting another classic Vulture because... Yeah, I'm very happy been, about that. Spider-Man's been so doubled down on the classic Ditko-level villains, and two more video game characters uh video game spider-man suits which fine that video game is great yeah uh hot toys is even making more video game figures they're making a scarlet spider uh oh from the game yep they're making the spider armor at the end the octopus armor the video game is it's up there with arkham yeah i think it's definitely had a very similar impact to where it's like it's it's like creeping into like other media now it's like it's there's comics out for it that character the suit design isn't it's leaking into the comics it was in like into the spider-verse it's exactly what happened with arkham arkham had arkham had about 50 figures from dc direct right they made a an animated movie the first suicide squad movie was assault on arkham and it was called batman assault on arkham but it took place in the video game universe those designs the layout of the arkham asylum in fact, like as the Suicide Squad is going from room to room, I'm like, I was like, oh, I've been in that room. Yeah. So uh, Arkham had, was became its own Huge. universe. You know, Paul Dini wrote the comic for years. That's what Spider-Man's becoming. 
X-Men, X-Men again, they're doing a whole Age of Apocalypse set. Yeah. Because there's a like Wolverine. There's Wolverine, X-Men, and Morph. And Marvel Legends has been doing this for the last few years. They don't show you full sets anymore. They're like, here's the ones that are done. So you know there's a set coming with like three of these guys. Figure out who the other three are. Right. They're also doing another Endgame set, which makes sense. It made a billion dollars. But it's the first time there are no comic figures in the set at all. Right. The entire set is movie. And, you know, there's Captain America from Endgame. There, oh, Captain America from Avengers 1 from Endgame. Because oh, that right. was a the Walmart exclusive. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man in his last armor. Uh, the Build-A-Figure is Fat Thor. That's great. Which might get me to buy the whole set. Yeah. They are, yeah, there's, it's a deluge of stuff. Uh, and again, I feel like the theme of this show has been Marvel is giving us a ton of stuff. DC a little bit. Yeah, it, well, yeah. And it, maybe it's something where it's like they kind of trade off every other decade or something, but it just seems like for a long time, Marvel's been kind of like, not everything's Dominant. great. Yeah. Because like the comics, you know, are hit or miss, but it's like the Marvel Legends are like kind of perfect right now. The MCU's killing it. It's like, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, well, Mattel showed the last of their DC figures because they're giving up the license to McFarlane. McFarlane showed nothing and in fact said in interviews, I'm not bringing anything because uh, Mattel and DC are showing their stuff and I'm, I'm not going to compete with them. Yeah. So at Toy Fair, I'll show you my stuff. Oh, okay. Although DC, uh, it must be, I think it's a happy, uh, maybe DC didn't like Mattel because they were a big company that does Barbie and didn't care about them. But it seems like DC's really happy with McFarlane because the 100th black and white Batman statue is the Todd McFarlane cover, that classic cover with the spawn cape going everywhere yeah um they've never done a todd mcfarlane statue and i thought it was interesting because todd mcfarlane's been doing his own statues and figures for so long that everybody's been kind of thinking all right the first todd mcfarlane dc figure is going to be his year two batman with a crazy cape dc's already done it they've already done it as a statue and apparently jim lee asked todd mcfarlane personally to do it so i think they're happy with that but mattel dc collectibles just basically showed some stuff that they already announced. There's a couple more essentials. There's like a classic Bronze Age Batman and a Jim Ballon Catwoman coming. I'll probably get those, but there's like a Hal and a Sinestro and that's like it. Um, they, Alfred. Alfred is a Mattel. The last set of Mattel, which I pre-ordered a month ago yeah. without seeing them. Right. Because of the character lineup is the Batman 80th anniversary set. Um, this is also a Mattel that... That gave us a four-pack of Silver Age Batman figures that I can't fucking get my hands on with a Rainbow Batman and a Zebra Batman and an Old Man Batman, and I want them! (laughs) I'm about to pay scalper prices because I want them. Uh, But they announced their final set is Katana, Dick Grayson Batman, KG Beast, uh, the Build-A-Figures Killer Croc, I am leaving somebody, Red Hood, and I think I'm leaving somebody out, but the uh, but Alfred is coming out. And on the first day, they had Alfred under a sheet. And everybody's like, well, it's Alfred. We know it's Alfred. Why are you holding back on Alfred? And they're right. like, it's going to be cool. I was like, but it's- How cool could it be? It's Alfred. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it when they- I have every Alfred they've ever made. Uh, I have a Hush Alfred and a Michael Caine Alfred. Uh And I have a Batman 66 Mego Alfred. I like Alfred. Yeah, he's great. But what they did with this was, uh, it's a standard comic book Alfred in, you know, in a tuxedo with gloves and he's holding a tray, which has a Batman mask. But for a second, I thought it was a lobster Thermidor. And I was like, is that the Lego Batman? Oh. <laughs> but he has a comic head, uh, a head of the outsider, which was a villain. He was in the silver age for one issue. Yeah. They brought that back. Yeah, but I didn't um, read those. They brought it back in Villains United or something like this. I must have missed that because I read the main Villains United um, Forever Evil. Forever Evil, that's it. Yeah, Yeah. I read that main story, but I don't remember the outsider in it. Although it took me till now, after 30 years of going, oh, that's why his team was called the Outsiders. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But it also comes with, um, it also comes with uh, Batman 66. Charles Napier head. Yeah. And a Batman 89 Michael Michael Gouge head. Yeah. So it's every Alfred because Michael Caine has already been made. Right. So I saw that and went, fuck, I have to buy three yeah, Alfreds. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tim Drake Red Robin was the last figure in that set. So the, oh, new, right. the new 52 Red Robin with like the two R's. Yeah. But it, 
but I saw the character lineup and I was like, yeah, pre-order. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very grateful that Mezco didn't show me a ton of stuff that I felt like I needed to buy. Yeah. It's like, they always look cool, but it's they like, great. it's nice that it's not anyone major. I don't need an $80 Morbius. Right. He looks cool, but yeah. it's Morbius. Or, you a know? Blu- or Popeye and Bluto. Or Iron uh, Fist. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay without those. Um, I ordered the Commissioner Gordon exclusive. I'm glad to get that. Uh, however, Mafex, which is Medicom, which is a Japanese company, they're not even at San Diego, but they had a show in Japan at the same time. Yeah. And I have been, thanks to Mike and Mr. Wayne's good friend of ours, who, uh, should be coming back very soon on the podcast. Um, I always have this thing where I go over to the store and I trade them a bunch of stuff and then I don't want to take any money. So I'm like, hmm. Give me that Japanese Batman or give me that Mezco Batman. And then a month later, I have seven of them. Yeah, now you're getting Mezcos. Yeah, so that's how Mezco started was I traded for I traded him for, uh, I think, the Frankenstein. And then oh, I was, was like, oh, one, this yeah. guy's cool. And then the Black Spider-Man. And then yeah. now I have like eight of them. Right. Um, and as I said, thank God they didn't show uh, if they showed like the Fantastic Four and uh, Thor and Two-Face and Riddler, yeah. I'd be poorer than I am right now. Right. But the last time I was there, he traded... Uh, I traded him for the Mafex Joker, which is a Japanese Marvel legend, um, which is everything you think about when you think about how good Japanese toys are. The, uh, the Heath Ledger Joker was so good that I bought Scarecrow and uh, Anne Hathaway, Two Face, uh, yeah, Two Face, uh, Tom Hardy, Bane are all coming, and they announced uh, a. They had just announced a Jim Lee Hush Batman, which I already pre-ordered. Yeah, I saw that. Because I have the, their Todd McFarlane Spider-Man, which is the best Spider-Man figure I've ever had. And then they announced a Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns, which is better than the Mezco one that I had two years ago, which right. is now worth $500. So that money's getting spent. And a two-pack of Into the Spider-Verse with Miles and Peter. Yeah, that and looks And Peter's really in cool. sweatpants with two different shoes. Yeah, it's, it's bum Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it's that sad moment when you see something and you go, well, that's money I, I just spent. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. You should be grateful, Stephen, that they don't have an omnibus panel. Yeah, well, that's good. And it's also good that there wasn't any, uh, they didn't announce any Avengers figures that I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, it's like they, they the Marvel Legends look great and I'm super glad you're getting them. But it's like, I'm like, whew, okay. I just, you know, it's like I could just kind of go one by one and kind of get this stuff while I, when I have the money. Yeah, the Marvel uh as I said, the Marvel Avengers were all movie, so you can avoid right. the movie stuff. That's why I got to have rules, you but know? But that Iron Man and Captain Iron America and Thor, awesome. some websites have them right now. Yeah. They're, they're coming. And then there's a Colossus and Juggernaut and a Hulk and Wolverine. Uh, there's just so much stuff. Korg and Grandmaster. Yeah. There are two Jeff Goldblum action figures coming. Yeah. Grandmaster and uh, Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? No, get, no, no. You're no. not gonna get the Ian Malcolm. Definitely not. Really? Yeah, it's like that kind of stuff opens up such a can of worms. But who? See, I would think that you would get the Ian mm. Malcolm because you don't need anybody else from Jurassic Park. Yeah, because then it's you like, don't need Sam Neill. You don't need Julianne Moore. You're not incorrect about that. But you don't it's need like, Chris Pratt. Then it's one more thing. It's like, oh, I've got a Jeff Goldblum Ian Malcolm. Then it's like, eh, might as well get a Jeff Goldblum Grandmaster. Eh, might as well get this. Might as well get this. See, I could you see you, I could see you f- saying no. Window. I could see you saying no to the Grandmaster and getting the Ian Malcolm because isn't isn't Jurassic Park the ground zero of your Jeff Goldblum session? Yeah, that's where it starts. It's not the fly. I really love the fly. He's great in that. But I, uh, Jurassic Park was my first exposure to Mr. Goldblum. Yeah, I think you're gonna. Nah, I, Christmas is coming, dude. Mm, nah, <laughs> I think you might end up with one that somebody gives you. <laughs> Somebody's like, here you go. Somebody that's named, happened before. Somebody named John Clark. That's <laughs> happened. So yeah, there's gonna there's enough stuff. I think the one thing that like really made me giddy for some reason that Cyclops Jean Grey Wolverine pack. Just yeah, but Cyclops in a really the jacket, great. I'm always a fan of. Yeah, and Mezco's doing one. Mezco's doing a Cyclops in the jacket and a, two cables. Yeah, that I'm gonna two. two two cables, armored cable and like suspender so cable. Dumb. I'm at the point now where it's like, oh my god, I have to spend 150 dollars to get these six figures, and now I'm at the point where it's like, oh my god, I have to spend 150 dollars to get these two figures. Yeah, that's how they get you. That's how they get us. So that's that's everything that we've seen so far at the show. Yeah. Uh, as we said, it's Sunday morning now. There could very well be another big announcement. If it is, we will cover it next week. 
Um, we're not going to do greatest thing in the world this week because we just we been... had a bunch of greatest things in the world. Oh, all yeah. those things are very great. All those things are great. Yeah, we love and them. And anything all. else we've discovered, we can wait till next week. But if you want to let us know what you're most excited about, you can find us. I'm at Not in My Book on both Twitter and Instagram. That is the official Captain A Comic social media feed. If you go to our Facebook page, which we've already mentioned, facebook.com slash Comics, you will see uh, all the posts that we've been able to find. So the trailers for things like, we didn't even talk about Picard, oh, which yeah. looks like they're spending it's as... like a movie. They're spending as much money on this Patrick Stewart, John, John Luke Picard show as I think they'll spend on Disney+. Plus. I think they spent more on Picard than they did on Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. It looks it looks better than the Next Generation movies. And I'm, and everybody's coming back. They yeah. already showed Data and 7 and 9 and and Riker's directing a couple and he's going to be in it. It's going to be great. Uh but if you can find the trailer on our Facebook page, you can find uh the trailers for uh Top Gun. <laughs> There's Tom Cruise I'm making really another Top Gun. About that. Why he's doing it at San, at Comic-Con, I don't know. But that's where you can find all our news and leave us a comment. We always read the comments under the posts. And Stephen, how do we find you and how do we find the show next week when we mention the five things we forgot? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan. You can find the show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we can be also found on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you next week.